Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. What is up, Buff Nation? Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast. We are, of course, presented by the American Raptors. Head on over to AmericanRaptors.com. Grab your free ticket for one of their rugby matches or stream all other games at that site. Again, that is AmericanRaptors.com. My name is Jake Schwanitz. Tons to get into today, guys. The Buffs just took it to Texas A&M in their second game of the Myrtle Beach Invitational. We will get to that shortly. We will also talk about yesterday's game as it was a tough one for the Buffs. They went up against UMass and really struggled in multiple areas. We're also going to preview Saturday's football game between the Buffs and the Washington Huskies. Before we get to all of that, some things I wanted to touch on. First off, if you haven't heard our interview with Coach Sanford that aired on Wednesday, please check that out. I think you'll all really enjoy that. Coach Sanford produced some great insights into this year's team, into his mentality and approach when being promoted to interim head coach, and also the future. We talk about the future of CU, the future for Coach Sanford. Uh, And of course, we talk some ball, some great stories in there. Uh, Check it out in the podcast feed below this one, or go to the YouTube page if you want to watch the video. Our guy Ryan Green did a fantastic job putting that video together. It is on YouTube for you to see. Also, massive news, not just for DMVR, but for the entire All City Network. We have brought down the paywall on the website Most of our content is going to be completely free now. That means you can finally read all my articles on the football team, on the basketball team, my takeaway articles, um, any piece of news that we have coming through will be free to view by anyone at the website. It's an exciting day Um, for members also, those of you that are members. We are changing the memberships a bit. If you already were a DNBR member, you should have gotten the notice that you are now a diehard of DNBR. What that is, is meaning that you will get tons of great deals when it comes to our DNBR locker, exclusive merch for members only, great deals at the bar. We're also going to have member-only content, some premium content coming down the pipes also. That's where you're going to be able to find my film rooms. We're going to work on something with this basketball recruiting class that should be up at some point next week. So it's an exciting time all around for us at DMVR and All City Network. Uh, Just happy to bring down this paywall and finally deliver some more content for everyone to read. Particularly excited about that. Also for the members, just keep an eye. I mean, there's tons of great deals coming on events, exclusive merch, as I mentioned. So stay tuned. With that being said, let's get into the show. The Buffs just beat the number 24 ranked Texas A&M Aggies 103 to 75. And we're starting to see a pattern emerge with this basketball team. They are very, very hot and cold. Just depends on what day you are getting them. Today, Texas A&M ran into the Colorado Buffaloes buzzsaw. 
KJ Simpson, a career day, 30 points, massive for him, 11 of 17 from the field, four for eight from behind the arc, hit all four of his free throws. He also tacked on seven rebounds, three assists, and a career high in steals with six. Uh, Three other buffs in double figures also. Ethan Wright with a huge game, five for six from behind the arc. That was all his points, 15 points right there. He also tacked on a rebound. And Javon Ruffin, 4 of 6 from the field, 2 of 3 from behind the arc, 14 points on the day. Hit all four of his three free throws. Four rebounds, five rebounds, excuse me, three, three assists. And then Neat Clifford, his best game of the season to this point, 11 points, 4 of 8 from the field. 2 of 3 from behind the arc, four rebounds, four assists. Fantastic day for many buffs. Lawson Lovering has started to really settle in uh, compared to those first two games where his impact was really needed from the buffs. They got it today. His ability to just find guys on the floor, his passing has been awesome. Uh, His spacing has been great. You'd like to see him have a little bit more impact on the glass and putting up some easy shots under the rim. But I think we could all agree we will take what we have seen from Lawson so far. It's a great development for this team. Uh, Javon Hadley was out with a shoulder injury that he suffered against UMass, so we didn't get to see him tonight. In his place, Jalen Gabadon started. Gabadon, a pedestrian game, 9 points, 3 of 7 from the field, 2 rebounds, 3 assists. He was uh, led the buffs in plus minus at plus 33, however. Just a great game overall from the Buffs. I mean, they really struggled to shoot to this point. I believe up until this game, the Buffs were only shooting around 41% from the field in their first four games combined. They shoot 57.6% from the field against Texas A&M, 50% from three. They hit 16 of their 32 shots behind the arc. Just awesome scoring. KJ is just really gone to another level maybe it's just in these ranked games i mean maybe the buffs just play up or down to their competition who really knows but umass had some guards that really gave the buffs trouble yesterday on thursday 10 uh texas a&m just really couldn't get it going uh, they struggled shooting the ball they only hit 40 percent of their shots they were 7 of 20 from behind the arc in terms of turnovers the buffs still had 13 to texas a&m's 11 it was a lot cleaner, though, against Texas A&M. KJ, I believe, only had one turnover all game. They obviously shot the lights out of the basketball. In the paint, they did pretty well. They were actually outscored in the paint by the Aggies, 32-30. to 30. Uh, The Buffs were just fantastic on the perimeter in this one. They had 22 assists to Texas A&M's 13, and you saw that a lot watching the game. The Buffs' ball movement, finding that extra pass, was on point in this one. Just a great performance. Let's get to the second game, and that is against UMass. That was yesterday. Two early games for the Buffs. Hope you guys have been able to watch, uh, at least today's. Yesterday was a bit of a mess. And as I mentioned, it was quite the different story than this Texas A&M game. They did not shoot well. They only shot 34% from the floor against UMass. They were 6 of 25 from 3. They were only 12 of 31 on their layups. 
it was just a brutal game. You, it was shot after shot that the Buffs were getting up under the basket. They just couldn't get him to fall. KJ was cooking early, but he went cold in the second half. In the second half, he only went one for 10 and scored five points. Tristan De Silva scored, but failed to make enough of an impact elsewhere. He had 17 points yesterday against UMass, hit eight of his 15 field goals. Javon Hadley led the team in rebounds with nine, but did not have a good scoring game. He only scored six points. Maybe it makes sense with that shoulder injury that kept him out today against Texas A&M now. Nick Clifford, I mean, he really struggled against UMass, as we mentioned. He had a great game finally against Texas A&M. All he had was a rebound, an assist, and zero points in 14 minutes played against UMass. Rough start to the season for him, but it looks like he is starting to pick it up a little bit, as we saw against Texas A&M. Lawson was decent against UMass. He had eight points um, before UMass, but he had eight points against them. He passed the ball well, as I talked about. That's something that we've seen a lot from him uh, the last two days. But he only had one defensive rebound and one block. You'd like to see him make more of an impact on the defensive side of the court. Against Texas A&M, I mean, he was impactful. He was doing his things. As I mentioned, he was passing the ball. Um, but again, only five rebounds. So you'd just like to see more of that from Lawson, kind of snatching up all of those second-chance opportunities. But as I talked about, the UMass guards, RJ Luis and Noah Fernandez, were just too much for CU. Fernandez was doing his damage from the line. He hit a ton of free throws. Um, he actually ended up going... 9 for 16 from the line, only 6 of 12 from the field. He led the, the entire game in scoring with 22 points. Luis was doing his damage from the field, however, though. RJ Luis finishes the game with 18 points. He went 8 for 11 from the field and 2 of 3 from behind the arc. So something to take note of there. It's As I mentioned, it's been very hot or cold for the Buffs. You'd like to imagine that these big wins sort of cancel out these bad losses, but eventually the Buffs are going to have to start stacking uh, some good wins or just stack some wins in general uh, to build up their resume. As it looks right now in this Myrtle Beach Invitational, they will be playing against either Loyola Chicago or Boise State. That game is airing tonight at i believe 7 30 so if you wanted to tune into that one see who the buffs play in their final game of this invitational you get a win there you go two and one in the tournament that umass loss stung but it was only a three-point loss so even though the grambling loss i mean it was really bad they lost i think by nine points in that game if i remember correctly these losses have been fairly close, and it's not like the Buffs have been just getting ran out the gym or being shot out the gym. Well, they are being shot out the gym. It's just a lot of bad luck, I think, just not really finishing their looks near the basket or from the field, just depending on the night. It's just this team lacks consistency at the moment. But with a strong finish in this tournament, it looks good as they start to wrap up their non-conference schedule and get into conference play. There's also a football game. I told you guys we will talk about that. So let's get into it. But first, I want to tell you all about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge Brewery has tons of fantastic beers, and they are the official 
beer of DMVR. It's been snowy in Denver. It's been cold. Perfect time to grab yourself a vanilla Porter Jr. As I say every week, I am still crushing some Mountain Beach Sours. I had a great time at the bar last Friday with all the guys at DMVR with the Nuggets crew. Sat and watched both the basketball and football game with RK. Also enjoyed a Nuggets game up until then. But if you cannot make it to the DMVR bar for some Breckenridge brews, check out their beer locator at www.breckbrew.com to find a Broncos Country Pale Ale near you. That can is fantastic with that old school Broncos D. Or if you want to find any of Breckenridge Brewery's great beers, make sure you check out that beer locator today. Also, shout out to our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, where new customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays also. Tons of great deals on the homepage in the DMVR Sports app. Just scroll across the top. It hasn't been great for me. I finally hit a parlay last night. We took over one and a half touchdown passes from Aaron Rodgers, and we also took the over on Damian Lillard points scored. Nice little come up. It's been a rough season for me, but we'll take the victories where we can. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DMBR. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Again, that's only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. We got 10 plus minutes of basketball talking, so let's transition over to football. The second, the last game of the season, the Buffs traveling to Seattle to take on the Washington Huskies. Washington's coming off a massive upset win over Oregon at Autzen Stadium last week. Really dashing the Ducks playoff hopes. I think they fell down to 12 in the rankings. They have a big game uh, this weekend. So we'll see exactly how it shakes out in the Pac-12. Oregon playing Utah at 8.30 on Saturday. But the bus will be taking on the Huskies 7 p.m. Saturday evening on the Pac-12 network. They are currently 30-point dogs. And let's get into the preview. Michael Penix, the leading passer in the nation with 3,640 passing yards. He's thrown for 25 touchdowns and 6 interceptions. He's averaging an outrageous 8.5 yards per attempt and completing 67.1% of his passes. He's been really impressive. If you guys have heard in the Pac-12 recaps, this guy just continually throws darts all over the field. His confidence and ability to throw the ball into tight windows and complete those passes. He can get a little bit too courageous at times. Only six interceptions, but a lot of those are him just forcing the ball into tight windows, thinking that he can make all the throws on the field. So maybe an opportunity for the Buffs in that department. They also have a two-headed rushing attack with Wayne Tualapapa. He's a transfer from Virginia and Cameron Davis. Tualapapa with 546 rushing yards on 102 attempts. That's just over five yards per carry. He also has seven touchdowns on the ground and has added 20 receptions for 199 yards and one additional touchdown. Cameron Davis has 408 yards on 89 attempts. That's just over four yards per carry. He has 11 rushing touchdowns 
and 18 receptions for 141 yards. This is one of the better receiving cores in the country. Just to give you an idea, they have seven players over 200 yards this season, uh, receiving that is, and Tuala Papa has 199. Eight players have 20 receptions or more. They're led by Rome Odunze. He's got 63 receptions, 914 yards, and six touchdowns this year. Jalen McMillan is also a threat on the outside. 57 receptions for 792 yards and six touchdowns. Also keep an eye out for Jalen Polk. He's got 31 receptions for 528 yards and five touchdowns. This team has size. They have speed. They have finesse. Uh, Chris Brout's confident hands at the receiving position. It's going to be a huge game for Nico Reed, Kalen Moore. We should be getting Trevor Woods back in the secondary for the Buffs too, so we'll see if that is able to make an impact on this passing attack that is the best in the nation. They are heavily reliant on this passing attack. And if you want to beat the Huskies, you got to score points. In their two losses against UCLA and Arizona State, the Bruins scored 40 and the Sun Devils scored 45. Switching sides of the ball, or actually before that, um, some of these stats uh, with the Washington offense versus the CU defense. As I mentioned, they are the leading nation when it comes to passing yards and get per game of 374 per game the buffs 106th in passing yards against at 260.2 as i mentioned they're heavily heavily reliant on that passing attack they're only 101st in rushing yards per game with 124.2 the buffs still struggling in that category 130th second to last in the country in rushing yards against with 227.8 Washington is the fifth best team in the country in limiting turnovers. They only average 0.7 turnovers per game. The Buffs still struggling to generate turnovers. They are 127th in the country in turnovers created per game at 0.9. In terms of points per game, Washington averages 38.4. The Buffs are last defensively at 41.7 points per game. Let's switch sides onto the other side of the ball. This is a talented defense. Um, and it's a defense that the Buffs are going to need to take advantage of. They stand any hope of staying in this game into the second half or covering the spread. They have three players with over 50 tackles. Alex Cook is their leading tackler. He's got 65 with two and a half tackles for a loss. He's a fifth-year player at safety. He actually has no passes, defense, or INTs. So he really makes his impact around the box. Second leading tackler is linebacker Cam Bright. He's a transfer from Pitt. He has 56 tackles, four tackles for a loss, and two and a half sacks. Alfonso Tupatala, he's a fourth-year sophomore, interesting enough, with that extra COVID year of eligibility, with 52 tackles, four and a half tackles for a loss, and three sacks. Also, Lord bless me here. I'm going to try and attempt this name. Interior defensive lineman Thule Letu Ligasanoa has four passes defense leading the team, the big interior defensive lineman. He also has four and a half tackles for a loss. He gets those big arms up and blocks a lot of passes at the line. The leading sack man for the Huskies is Braylon Trice. He's a third-year sophomore at linebacker with seven sacks and ten tackles for a loss. Also look out for Jeremiah Martin. He's a fifth-year senior. Transferred in from Texas A&M in 2020. 
He has six and a half sacks, eight tackles for a loss, one pass defense, and one forced fumble. Those are the two leading guys, but coming into this to the year, there was Zion Tupola Fatui. He was a projected top 50 NFL draft prospect out on the edge for the Huskies. He's been okay. He's uh, just in terms of production. He has three and a half sacks, four and a half tackles for a loss, one pass defense, and one forced fumble. As we get into the secondary, Dominique Hampton, he plays Husky, which I'm assuming is UW's version of that slot nickel player, linebacker safety hybrid type thing. He's their leading man in terms of passes defense in the secondary with three. Safety Asa Turner is leading the team with two interceptions, though. Defensive backs Julius Irvin, Devon Banks, and Mikel Estien also have one interception to their name. This is a pretty decent defense. They've played well in spots throughout the year. Before uh, Washington played against Oregon last week, they were in some really close games. Uh, Oregon State should have beat them a couple weeks ago. They win that game 24-21. to Washington's defense came up big there. They struggled against Cal also, only beating the Golden Bears 28-21. to But usually, other than that, when this team wins, they score a ton of points, at least 37-plus in all of their other wins. In terms of the team stats... Defensively, the Huskies are 87th in the nation in passing yards against at 241.9. The Buffs, I don't have to tell you guys, have struggled in the passing game this year. They're only 117th in the country in passing yards per game, averaging 182.9 yards. In terms of their rushing defense, the Huskies are actually quite good in that department. They are 52nd in rushing yards allowed only allowing 137.6 per game. The Buffs, with all the turmoil and turnover and injuries in that running back room, have struggled to really get any sort of consistency going. 107th in the nation in rushing yards per game, averaging 115.8. In terms of turnovers created, Washington isn't fantastic in this department. They are 117th in the country in turnovers created per game with one. The Buffs, however... Have struggled to take care of the football offensively. They are 120th in turnovers per game, averaging two per game at this point. In points per game, this defense for Washington averages 27.6 points against. The Buffs have struggled to score points at many times throughout this year, so they are only 127th in points per game. We'll talk about the lines, and we'll do a quick little injury roundup also. But before we do that, I want to tell you all about our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. Green Mountain Dental has been a supporter of DMVR from the beginning. Countless fans have also converted to Green Mountain Dental and never looked back. They're located just 15 minutes from downtown in Lakewood. Tell the team that DMVR Sports sent you and get a $300 discount for a full orthodontics treatment for new patients. Also, if you mention DMVR Sports, you get a free set of bleach trays. That's a $350 value with a new patient cleaning exam and x-rays. They are also hiring full and part-time positions. To make an appointment or find out more information, check out their website at GreenMountainDentalGroup.com today. All right, let's talk about some of the injuries. We saw 
Or I told you guys last week that K, uh, Dion Smith was supposed to be back and playing for the Buffs, but it was all Alex Fontenot last week against USC. Dion is expected to return this week, according to Coach Sanford, and I actually bumped into him uh, in the hallway earlier in the week. He said he was good to go, just didn't feel right before the game. And that was why the team made the decision to hold him out. As I mentioned, Trevor Woods should be returning for this team. Um, also, Alex Fontenot got out pretty healthy from last week. He is good to go. We talked to him a bit earlier in the week. Everyone else should be good to go. On the lines, it's a 30-point line for the Buffs. And I have to be honest, I think if I had to pick a side here, I think I'd take Washington minus 30. Michael Penix is just playing at such a high level. And in order to really stop this Washington attack, you got to get pressure on Penix. you got to create turnovers. And the Buffs just haven't really been able to do that at all at any point this year. The over-under set at 63. I do like the under just because Colorado struggled to score so much. Of course, no Jordan Tyson. JT has been playing um, well in spurts, but man, he just can't hit those layups. Like the would-be walk-in touchdown for Brady Russell last week. In terms of the quarter lines, it's an 8.5 first quarter line. And the Washington Huskies are actually... At even odds at plus 100 on that line. As we've seen at multiple points in the season, Colorado actually starts off games pretty well now as opposed to the start of the year. But they are only getting minus 120 juice on this first quarter line. In terms of the first half line, is 18.5. We'll see exactly how this game unfolds, but I have a feeling this could be another tough one for the Buffs. I think that's about going to do it today on the show, guys. As I mentioned, make sure to check out the site. Keep up with all of that free written content now. The Buffs basketball team will be playing on Sunday. I don't have the time in front of me for that game right now. So keep an eye on the schedule for that. There will also be an article up at some point on Monday, kind of recapping the Myrtle Beach Invitational for the Buffs. We'll see how things go in football. We'll see if we get a higher coming down the pipeline very quickly here. Um, as you guys know, I'm sure next week will be the final game of this long and agonizing season. But we will be here every step of the way. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We will be back on Monday. Until then, Scobuffs. Buffs.